For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Dear listeners, welcome to the Kodesh Family Church, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Bishop Dag Heward Mills. This denomination has grown with over several branches all over the world. We are excited to come your way with the anointed word of God, which has the power to heal, deliver and save you. Stay tuned as we receive God's word through his servant, Reverend Gilbert Fleischer. Yeah, this, this year Christmas came so quickly, you know. I, I am very ill-prepared. I didn't put up a tree. Usually the pastor will say to me that if you don't put it up, I'm going to call your mom. Because she feels my mom will correct me and make me put up a tree. But there's still no tree, and it's almost how many days now to Christmas? Four days? Five days? Five days more. Amen. But you know, today as I sat at work, um, there's only one scripture that kept coming to me over and over and over and over and over again. So if you ask me to share something, that's the only scripture I have in mind. And do you notice that my name is not even on the program? Yeah, the, the program does not have my name on there, so I don't even know why they want me to share. So let me share with you the scripture that I've enjoyed today. And that is Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. Can you project scriptures? Please do. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. Amen. So I looked at this verse and I actually googled, um, look for um, YouTube with this song for Unto Us. It's a very difficult song and I, it's not a song that a small choir can sing. And one person cannot sing it because yeah, it, it's, it's a kind of orchestra, kind of. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Why don't we stand up and say this verse, all of us? Let's say this verse. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. All right, you may be seated. So this, this is a message for Christmas. For unto us a child is born. You know, Jesus Christ was born for everyone. He was not born for the white people. It was not, you know, one day I saw somebody, um, or I heard someone talk about, actually I've seen it before, a Bible for blacks. <laughs> there's no Bible for blacks and there's no Bible for white people. The Bible is the Bible. Jesus Christ was born, he, said, he, he was born a child to all of us and to us and to you in Africa and to you in America and to you in Europe. Christ was born. No exceptions. Then he says, unto us a son is given. 
a son is given. This reminds me of John 3.16, isn't it? That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world so much that he gave. God gave. And there's a reason for God giving us Jesus Christ to bring us close to himself. Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And sin separated us from God. And God gave his best, his only begotten son. When you're a parent, you can maybe understand this a little more. How you cherish your children, isn't it? Especially mothers. Yes. Mothers are more attached to their, ch to their children than, than fathers. And, and it makes sense. Why, you, why are you taking them away? Let them, let them sit here and enjoy their day. So mothers are, are more attached. And it makes sense because they actually do most of the work. They carry um, the, the baby in their belly. Yeah. I find it very funny when a husband and a wife will say, we are, we are expecting. We are expecting. You and who are expecting? We, we appreciate all the work you did. But, hey, it's your husband, it's the wife who is carrying the thing. It's the wife who, who, who is throwing up in the morning. It's the wife whose belly is big. It's the wife whose waist. Sometimes the belly being so big carries, puts pressure on the back. Auntie Evelyn, is it not so? Yeah, she's a very experienced mother. I see Sarah also shaking her head because she's also very, very quiet, quite very experienced in what I'm saying. Isn't it? Your nose gets bigger. Sometimes the nose gets so big that it never even comes back to the normal after you've had your baby. <laughs> yeah. So mothers are very, very, very close to their children. You see? So I'm saying this, that when you're a mother or a parent you, and, and you, you see the value of children, you understand this, that God gave his son, his only son, not that he had one or two or three or four, just one, the only son that he had, he gave. Amen. And if you are here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the time to take him as your Lord and Savior. And he says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Now, this shows the rulership of Jesus Christ. You know, when he walked this earth, the, 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 the Israelites or the disciples and the disciples themselves were confused. They thought it was just going to be limited to a physical government. But it's more than that. Jesus Christ rules. Jesus Christ rules in the affairs of men. The Bible has made it clear that there's, there's, there's no other name whether it be in heaven, whether it be under the earth or on earth, that surpasses the name of Jesus Christ. At the mention of it, every knee shall bow. Every knee gives him because all recognize the authority of Jesus Christ. So he says that government, that was a prophet, the prophetic word, that the government, the rulership will be upon his shoulder. Amen. And thank God we are with him. If you are a child of God, born again, you rule and reign with him. The Bible says that he raised us up together. He quickened us 
and then he raised us up together. And then he made us sit with him in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. Yeah? When you're a Christian, a real Christian, born-again person, in fact, you, did, you don't even have a choice. It says he made, he made, he made, as God raised Christ from the dead and made him sit. He made you sit with him. You and I sit with him. So we, in Christ, we sit in the position of rulership. We rule and we reign. So this Christmas, remember that you rule and you reign. Yeah, don't just wear red and eat um, um, candy sticks and eat chicken and eat um, um, meat and, and eat turkey and eat all that you can and cakes and uh, remember that you reign, you rule and you reign, you rule and you reign because the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government shall be upon his shoulder. The one who is in you is the one who reigns and rules. He's above every government. He's above the United States government. He's above any early government. And that is who you are. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a shout of victory. So wake up this Christmas, isn't it? Wake up this Christmas. And he says, and his name shall be called Wonderful. 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 Full of wonders. That's what wonderful is. Wonderful. Full of wonders. That is his name. That is his name. His name can rot wonders. His name can rot things that you can't even imagine. The name of Jesus. You see, as Christians, we, we need to come to a point to realize this. You know, Jesus' name is not a spare tie. Yes. It can rot wonders. And when we learn what wonders it can, it, it can rot and, and how it can be wrought, we would use it to our advantage. We will not only cry, you know, if you don't know how to use the name Jesus and, and then suddenly you are filled or you come across or you come into a certain Christ and just saying G. In fact, people don't even say Jesus. They say G. There's nothing like G. G doesn't work. Turn to your neighbor and say G doesn't work. Yes, it's Jesus. Yeah. And when you come to that understanding, oh boy, that name will rot wonders. I said that name would rot wonders because it's full of wonders. It is full of wonders. It's full of wonders. Wonderful. And his name shall be called Wonderful. And he says his name also shall be called what? Counselor. Counselor. Woo, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In Isaiah 11, the Bible teaches us, Isaiah 11, 1 and 2, one of the spirits that is residential was on residential on Jesus Christ, the spirit of counsel. The spirit of counsel. It's one of the faculties of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of counsel. When you understand this, you will tap into the counsel that Jesus Christ provides. Yeah? Listen, <laughs> you, you'll be surprised that a lot of, not that we, we, you should even be surprised, we know. A lot of us do not even ask advice from the right place. Yeah? As you are sitting here, your chief advisors are these funny, funny looking people who don't know scriptures. When you are, you are confronted with anything, the first person you go and ask is somebody who is not even a believer. Yeah. You know, let me tell you something. 
recently, maybe a month ago, I was reading, I shared that book with Sister Shea, and I said to her, it's one of the old timers who passed. It's my time up. When my time comes, sack me, okay? I'll sit down. Because this is not my service. You invited me and I came. You know? Are you here? And I'm talking about the spirit of counsel. And this elderly, he died many years ago. But it's one of the very key people. I won't tell you what the book is. And he was talking about the fact that even today, Christians don't like reading the Bible. Raw, raw Bible. When I say raw, I mean you are reading the Bible, not on an iPad necessarily. could be on an iPad. But you are reading from a hard-covered Bible with no, there's no Dick's notes, there's no um, 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 concordance, there's nothing. It's just you and the Holy Spirit. Yeah? And you'll be amazed at what the Holy Spirit will teach you. When I opened this verse this morning, I was sitting at my desk working, and this verse just, and I said to my, let me see what Dick's notes are on it. And I just thought, my heart, stop. Let the Holy Spirit counsel you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. The Holy Spirit can tell you many things. Yeah? I'm not saying don't study the Bible, don't read books. No, no. You have to do, do all of it. But you also have to learn to do things with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you need to kneel there and ask the Holy, what should I do? Instead of, instead of when something happens, your first reaction, hey, can I call um, uh, Dr. Phil? Or can I see what Oprah Winfrey said about this and this and this? Or what is this? Find out. Kneel down and ask, ask the Holy Spirit. Because it's a spirit of counsel that has also been released unto us. Yeah. And he would counsel you and he would show you great things. The mighty God. The mighty God. Turn to your neighbor and say the mighty God. Yes, the mighty, 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 almighty God. That is also who Jesus Christ is to us. Again, in Isaiah 11, 1 and 2, you see also that one of the spirits that was residential on Christ is the spirit of might. Is it not so? Yeah. And that makes him mighty, 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 mighty. <laughs> Can I think I used to say that in a lot of minds of Christians, God is like, like this, like a dwarf. And then the devil is like three times taller and bigger than God. Yeah? That is how we behave. We always behave as though God is the smaller one and Satan is the bigger one. But he's mighty. I said he's mighty. Jesus is mighty. And he's in you. And that is why you need to. I'm not saying that, that, that you should live arrogantly. But you must live confidently. When the Bible says that we should approach, we should approach the throne of grace in time of need, you enter boldly. You know, it's this is what it means. You are so bold, and you know that this place that I'm going, God is able to take care of the situation. There's nothing too too big. There's nothing that God cannot do. The mighty God. Everybody say the mighty God. Say the mighty God. Say the mighty God. Let's finish this verse. I think my time is up. Go back again. 9. Isaiah 9, verse 6. The everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Hallelujah. Not partially lasting. 
everlasting father. Yeah? You know, some people in our lives are not permanent. They are here today and tomorrow they are not. They are with us today and tomorrow they are not with us. Yeah? Human beings fail. But the Bible is saying that God, Jesus Christ, is an ever, everlasting. He lasts forever. He says, Lo, I'm with you, even to the close of ages. Jesus Christ will never leave you. I said, Jesus Christ will never leave you. Are you aware of it? We are the ones who leave him. And even when we leave him, by the story of the prodigal son, he's shown us that even whilst we have left him, he's been waiting. In fact, he's looking through the window every day and asking, when, when, when is she coming back? When is she coming back? When is he coming back? When is he coming back? I, I want him. When is he coming back? He's always has an, a stretch. That is a good father. I said that is a good father. A good father does not just drop you because you have not done something right. But he's still with you. He's still with you. That is our God. God is everlasting. Jesus is everlasting. I wish we could sing this song, but it's not possible. Yeah, it's a very nice. If I want to go home, as you're going to play it, when you get home, Google it and play it. I don't think it's an old song, orchestra, orchestra kind of music. It's a very powerful song. How many of you have heard it before? If you haven't heard it before, half of your, half of your life is gone. And when you listen to it, listen to it now with understanding. Then it says, The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. The Oga of Peace. Yes. All peace comes from him. All peace comes from him. No wonder the Bible says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. As they were chastising him, peace, peace, peace. Listen, if you don't have peace of mind, this Christmas, demand a peace that you need. The peace which passes all understanding. You see, it's a very mysterious peace. Because you are peaceful even in the midst of a storm. You are peaceful even when things around you are turbulent. That is why the Bible says a peace with passed understanding. People can't understand why you should be at peace. That was the kind of peace Jesus had. When in the midst of, of, of a storm, the, the disciples were afraid. But he was sleeping and dreaming. Because he knew that this thing, no matter what you do, this thing will not succeed. And he woke up and he just rebuked. Peace. Peace. I said peace. Demand peace. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Goes on, isn't it? He says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. A lot of things that God has prepared for us is in the presence of our enemies. Yeah. It's there, but there are enemies around it. It's there, but there's opposition around it. It's there, but there are hindrances in the presence of my enemies. Yeah, but it's still your bread. I said it's still your bread. Because it says it's giving you peace. The chastisement of our peace. He endorsed your peace. If you don't have peace of mind, tell, tell the, 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 the Lord that I want that peace. It's mine. Mine. You know? And tell the devil, take your hands off my peace. Because I'm supposed to have peace. And then grab it because it's yours. Somebody say hallelujah. I said hallelujah. For unto us a child is born. And to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting father. The prince of peace. 
Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord. In Jesus' name. Close your eyes, everyone. Close your eyes, everyone. Everyone here, just close your eyes. Just for a minute. Just for a minute. Maybe you are here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or perhaps you are here, but you're so far from him. You feel like you are so far from him and you cannot experience any of these things. But tonight, just for a minute, please. Hang on, hang, hang on just a minute. We're almost done. But tonight, God wants to restore you. If you are here and you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. Just pray for me. Two seconds. It will only take just to help you. Lift up that hand. Let me pray with you right now. Right now, wherever you are, wherever you are, you want to experience peace. You want to experience what we just talked about. It's real. Very real. It's as real as you sitting there. And you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray for me. I want to do that. Just lift up that hand. Quickly, I'll pray with you. Anyone? 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 Thank you, Lord. Everyone say this after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that we are celebrating. See, I am celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. I am celebrating the child that was born for me. I am celebrating the son that was given to me. I am celebrating the one that the government is upon him. I am celebrating the one that is called, his name is called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I receive him fully tonight as my everything. Thank you for peace. Thank you for victory. Thank you for wonderful things in my life as I celebrate Christmas. Thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all shall say amen. Put your hands together as we invite our dear sister Paulina. Yeah, this, this year Christmas came so quickly. You know, I, I am very ill-prepared. I didn't put up a tree. Usually lady pastor will say to me that if you don't put it up, I'm going to call your mom. Because she feels my mom will correct me and make me put up a tree. But there's still no tree. And it's almost how many days now to Christmas? Four days? Five days? Five days more. Amen. But you know, today as I sat at work, um, there's only one scripture that kept coming to me over and over and over and over and over again. So if you ask me to share something, that's the only scripture I have in mind. And do you notice that my name is not even on the program? <laughs> the program. Yeah, the, the program does not have my name on there. So I don't even know why they want me to share. So let me share with you the scripture that I've enjoyed today. And that is Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. Can you project scriptures? Please do. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. Amen. So I looked at this verse and I actually googled, um, looked for um, YouTube with this song for Unto Us. It's a very difficult song and I, it's not a song that a small choir can sing and one person cannot sing it because yeah, it, it's, it's a kind of orchestra, kind of for Unto Us a child is born, and to us 
a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Why don't we stand up and say this verse, all of us? Let's say this verse. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. All right, you may be seated. So this, this is a message for Christmas. For unto us a child is born. You know, Jesus Christ was born for everyone. He was not born for the white people. It was not, you know, one day I saw somebody, um, or I heard someone talk about, actually I've seen it before, a Bible for blacks. <laughs> there's no Bible for blacks and there's no Bible for white people. The Bible is the Bible. Jesus Christ was born, he, said, he was born a child to all of us and to us and to you in Africa and to you in America and to you in Europe. Christ was born. No exceptions. Then he says, and to us a son is given. A son is given. This reminds me of John 3.16, isn't it? That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world so much that he gave. God gave. And there's a reason for God giving us Jesus Christ to bring us close to himself. Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And sin separated us from God. And God gave his best, his only begotten son. When you're a parent, you can maybe understand this a little more. How you cherish your children, isn't it? Especially mothers. Yes. Mothers are more attached to their, ch to their children than, than fathers. And, and it makes sense. Why, you, why are you taking them away? Let them, let them sit here and enjoy their day. So mothers are, are more attached. And it makes sense because they actually do most of the work. They carry um, the, the baby in their belly. Yeah. I find it very funny when a husband and a wife will say, we are, we are expecting. We are expecting. You and who are expecting? We, we appreciate all the work you did, but hey, it's your husband, it's the wife who is carrying the thing. It's the wife who, who, who is throwing up in the morning. It's the wife whose belly is big. It's the wife whose waist. Sometimes the belly being so big carries, puts pressure on the back. Auntie Evelyn, is it not so? Yeah, she's a very experienced mother. I see Sarah also shaking her head because she's also very, very quiet, quite very experienced in what I'm saying. Isn't it? Your nose gets bigger. Sometimes the nose gets so big that it never even comes back to the normal after you've had your baby. <laughs> yeah. So mothers are very, very, very close to 
their children. You see? So I'm saying this, that when you're a mother or a parent you, and, and you, you see the value of children, you understand this, that God gave his son, his only son, not that he had one or two or three or four, just one, the only son that he had, he gave. Amen. And if you are here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the time to take him as your Lord and Savior. And he says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Now, this shows the rulership of Jesus Christ. You know, when he walked this earth, the, 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 the Israelites or the disciples and the disciples themselves were confused. They thought it was just going to be limited to a physical government. But it's more than that. Jesus Christ rules. Jesus Christ rules in the affairs of men. The Bible has made it clear that there's, there's, there's no other name, whether it be in heaven, whether it be under the earth or on earth, that surpasses the name of Jesus Christ. At the mention of it, every knee shall bow. Every knee gives him because all recognize the authority of Jesus Christ. So he says that government, that was a prophet, the prophetic word, that the government, the rulership will be upon his shoulder. Amen. And thank God we are with him. If you are a child of God, born again, you rule and reign with him. The Bible says that he raised us up together. He quickened us and then he raised us up together. And then he made us sit with him in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. Yeah? When you're a Christian, a real Christian, born again person, in fact, you, did, you don't even have a choice. He says he made, he made, he made, as God raised Christ from the dead and made him sit. He made you sit with him. You and I sit with him. So we, in Christ, we sit in the position of rulership. We rule and we reign. So this Christmas, remember that you rule and you reign. Yeah, don't just wear red and eat um, um, candy sticks and eat chicken and eat um, um, meat and, and eat turkey and eat all that you can and cakes and uh, remember that you reign, you rule and you reign. You rule and you reign because the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government shall be upon his shoulder. The one who is in you is the one who reigns and rules. He's above every government. He's above the United States government. He's above any early government. And that is who you are. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a shout of victory. So wake up this Christmas, isn't it? Wake up this Christmas. And he says, and his name shall be called Wonderful. 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 Full of wonders. That's what wonderful is. Wonderful. Full of wonders. That is his name. That is his name. His name can rot wonders. His name can rot things that you can't even imagine. The name of Jesus. You see, as Christians, we, we need to come to a point to realize this. You know, Jesus' name is not a spare tie. Yes. It can rot wonders. And when we learn what wonders it can, it, it can rot and, and how it can be wrought, we would use it to our advantage. 
We will not only cry. You know, if you don't know how to use the name Jesus and, and then suddenly you are filled or you come across or you come into a certain Christ and just saying, G. In fact, people don't even say Jesus. They say, G. It's nothing like G. G doesn't work. Turn to your neighbor and say, G doesn't work. Yes, it's Jesus. Yeah. And when you come to that understanding, oh boy, that name will wrought wonders. I said that name will wrought wonders because it's full of wonders. It is full of wonders. It's full of wonders. Wonderful. And his name shall be called Wonderful. And he says his name also shall be called what? Counselor. Counselor. Woo, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In Isaiah 11, the Bible teaches us, Isaiah 11, 1 and 2, one of the spirits that is residential was on residential on Jesus Christ, the spirit of counsel. The spirit of counsel. It's one of the faculties of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of counsel. When you understand this, you will tap into the counsel that Jesus Christ provides. Yeah? Listen, <laughs> you, you'll be surprised that a lot of, not that we, we, you should even be surprised, we know. A lot of us do not even ask advice from the right place. Yeah? As you are sitting here, your chief advisors are these funny, funny looking people who don't know scriptures. When you are, you are confronted with anything, the first person you go and ask is somebody who is not even a believer. Yeah. You know, let me tell you something. Recently, maybe a month ago, I was reading, I shared that book with Sister Shay, and I said to her, it's one of the old timers who passed. It's my time up. When my time comes, sack me, okay? I'll sit down. Because this is not my service. You invited me and I came. You know? Are you here? And I'm talking about the spirit of counsel. And this elderly, he died many years ago. He was one of the very key people. I won't tell you what the book is. And he was talking about the fact that even today, Christians don't like reading the Bible. Raw, raw Bible. When I say raw, I mean you are reading the Bible, not on an iPad necessarily. could be on an iPad but you are reading from a hard-covered Bible with no, there's no Dick's notes, there's no um, 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 concordance, there's nothing. It's just you and the Holy Spirit. Yeah? And you'll be amazed at what the Holy Spirit will teach you. When I opened this verse this morning, I was sitting at my desk working, and this verse just, and I said to my, let me see what Dick's notes are on it. And I just thought, my heart, stop. Let the Holy Spirit counsel you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. The Holy Spirit can tell you many things. Yeah? I'm not saying don't study the Bible, don't read books. No, no. You have to do, do all of it. But you also have to learn to do things with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you need to kneel there and ask the Holy, what should I do? Instead of, instead of when something happens, your first reaction, hey, can I call um, uh, Dr. Phil? Or can I see what Oprah Winfrey said about this and this and this? Or what is this? Find out. Kneel down and ask, ask the Holy Spirit. Because it's a spirit of counsel that has also been released unto us. Yeah. And he would counsel you and he would show you great things. The mighty God. The mighty God. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, the mighty God. Yes, the mighty, 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 almighty God. That is also who Jesus Christ is to us. Again, in Isaiah 11, 1 and 2, you see also that one of the spirits that was residential on Christ is the spirit of might. Is it not so? Yeah. And that makes him mighty, 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 mighty. <laughs> Can I think I used to say that in a lot of minds of Christians, God is like, like this, like a dwarf. And then the devil is like three times taller and bigger than God. Yeah. That is how we behave. We always behave as though God is the smaller one and Satan is the bigger one. But he's mighty. I said he's mighty. Jesus is mighty. And he's in you. And that is why you need to. I'm not saying that, that, that you should live arrogantly. But you must live confidently. When the Bible says that we should approach, we should approach the throne of grace in time of need. You enter boldly. You know. It's, this is what it means. You are so bold and you know that this place that I'm going, God is able to take care of the situation. There's nothing too, too big. There's nothing that God cannot do. The mighty God. Everybody say the mighty God. Say the mighty God. Say the mighty God. Let's finish this verse. I think my time is up. Go back again. 9. Isaiah 9 verse 6. The everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Hallelujah. Not partially lasting. Everlasting Father. Yeah? You know, some people in our lives are not permanent. They are here today and tomorrow they are not. They are with us today and tomorrow they are not with us. Yeah? Human beings fail. But the Bible is saying that God, Jesus Christ, is an ever, everlasting. He lasts forever. He says, Lo, I'm with you, even to the close of ages. Jesus Christ will never leave you. I said, Jesus Christ will never leave you. Are you aware of it? We are the ones who leave him. And even when we leave him, by the story of the prodigal son, he's shown us that even whilst we have left him, he's been waiting. In fact, he's looking through the window every day and asking, when, when, when is she coming back? When is she coming back? When is he coming back? When is he coming back? I, I want him. When is he coming back? He's always has a stretch. That is a good father. I said that is a good father. A good father does not just drop you because you have not done something right. But he's still with you. He's still with you. That is our God. God is everlasting. Jesus is everlasting. I wish we could sing this song, but it's not possible. Yeah, it's a very nice. If I want to go home, as you're going to play it. When you get home, Google it and play it. I don't think it's an old song, orchestra, orchestra kind of music. It's a very powerful song. How many of you have heard it before? If you haven't heard it before, half of your, half of your life is gone. And when you listen to it, listen to it now with understanding. Then it says, The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. The Oga of Peace. Yes. All peace comes from him. All peace comes from him. No wonder the Bible says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. As they were chastising him, peace, peace, peace. Listen, if you don't have peace of mind, this Christmas, demand a peace that you need. The peace which passes all understanding. 
It's, it's a very mysterious peace because you are peaceful even in the midst of a storm. You are peaceful even when things around you are turbulent. That is why the Bible says a peace with passed understanding. People can't understand why you should be at peace. That was the kind of peace Jesus had when in the midst of, of, of a storm, the, the disciples were afraid. But he was sleeping and dreaming because he knew that this thing, no matter what you do, this thing will not succeed. Yeah. And he woke up and he just rebuked. Peace. Peace. I said peace. Demand peace. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Goes on, isn't it? He says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. A lot of things that God has prepared for us is in the presence of our enemies. Yeah. It's there, but there are enemies around it. It's there, but there's opposition around it. It's there, but there are hindrances in the presence of my enemies. Yeah, but it's still your bread. I said it's still your bread. Because he says he's giving you peace. The chastisement of our peace. He endorsed your peace. If you don't have peace of mind, tell, tell the, 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 the Lord that I want that peace. It's mine. Mine. You know? And tell the devil, take your hands off my peace. Because I'm supposed to have peace. And then grab it. Because it's yours. Somebody say hallelujah. I said hallelujah. For unto us a child is born. And to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord. In Jesus' name. Close your eyes, everyone. Close your eyes, everyone. Everyone here, just close your eyes. Just for a minute. Just for a minute. Maybe you are here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or perhaps you are here, but you're so far from him. You feel like you are so far from him, and you cannot experience any of these things. But tonight, just for a minute, please, hang, hang, hang on, just a minute, we're almost done. But tonight, God wants to restore you. If you are here, and you want to say, Pastor, pray for me, just pray for me, two seconds, it will only take just to help you. Lift up that hand, let me pray with you right now. Right now, wherever you are, wherever you are, you want to experience peace, you want to experience what we just talked about. It's real, very real. It's as real as you sitting there. And you want to say, Pastor, pray with me, pray for me. I want to do that. Just lift up that hand. Quickly, I'll pray with you. Anyone? 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 Thank you, Lord. Everyone say this after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that we are celebrating. See, I am celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. I am celebrating the child that was born for me. I am celebrating the son that was given to me. I am celebrating the one that the government is upon him. I am celebrating the one that is called, his name is called Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God everlasting father and the prince of peace i receive him fully tonight as my everything thank you for peace thank you for victory thank you for wonderful things in my life as i celebrate christmas thank you in jesus name 
in Jesus' name. And all shall say, Amen. Put your hands together as we invite our dear sister Paulina. 